show them to all. Today's office of Mustaf Chav Bey is we are starting seven lines from the top of the third word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basar Yaakov Maisha, Hernish Shom Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basar Meir Zev, Hernish Shom Shadav and Aliyah. We continue learning about Shnias, secondary Arayas, women that are Asr Midrabana in order to prevent one from being with an Erva who's Asr Dairaisa. Yesterday we were briefly detailing eight different Shnias, and we had mentioned that we have a Tani Debei Rabbichia that has more. So here we have this Brass, a Tani Debei Rabbichia, a Brass was taught in the base measure of Rabbichia, Shlishi Shab, Menav Shab Bitoi, a third generation from his son or from his daughter, and Shab Ben Ishtai, Shab Bas Ishtai, a third generation from the son or daughter of his wife, those are all considered Shniyas. What does that mean a third generation from his son, for example? His son's son's daughter, his grandson's daughter. That's three generations. His son is one, his son's son is two, and the son's son's daughter, his grandson's daughter, is three. And also, Revia, fourth generation, Shabacham, Shabacham Baisai, from his father in law or mother in law, Shniya, those are also Shniyas. What does that mean? Father in law's mother's mother. That's four generations. His wife is number one. Her father, his father in law, is number two. His mother, meaning his father in law's mother, that's three. And his mother's mother, that's four. All these cases are Shniyas. And now, just a question on the wording of the Brisa. Why is it when we're counting generations going upwards, we count his wife as part of those generations? We called it a Revi, a fourth generation, because that's counting his wife. And why is it when we're counting generations down? We don't count his wife. We called it Shlishi, the third generation. His wife was included in that count. So we answer, Lamala, when we're counting upwards, the the only reason why the Isser exists in the first place is through his wife, therefore we count his wife as well. The only way he could be Usher to his father-in-law's grandmother is because he's married to his wife. So therefore his wife is considered a generation over here. But Lamata, when we're counting downwards, when we're counting his grandson's daughter, the Isser doesn't necessarily come from his wife. It could be this is a grandson from a woman whom he was Ma'anis, and therefore she's not considered his wife. So it's nothing to do with his wife, like a Chashavla, therefore we don't count her as one of the generations. Ask the Gemara, In the Brass, we had also mentioned the son of his wife or the daughter of his wife, and there the whole Isra to that person is coming from his wife, and we didn't count her as part of those generations. She was included in the Shlishi part of the Brasa, not the Revi part of the Brasa. So Gemara answers, you're right, but since we count three generations below him, and the Isra has nothing to do with her, so we didn't count her, we also count three generations below her, and we don't count her as one of those generations, even though, yes, in those cases, she technically should be counted as one of the generations. And more about these Shniyas that we just mentioned. Shniyas that we just said from the Beis of Hefsek. Do we say that they have Hefsek or not? Like we had said yesterday in our discussion of Shniyas, his mother, for example, is Asertim and Dairaisa. Her mother's Asertim because she's a Shniya, and it keeps on going on with Dairidaris. His great-grandmother and great-great-grandmother are also Asertim because of Shniyas. But what about over here? For example, in the case of his son's son's daughter, is it extended to his great-grandson's daughter and great-great-grandson's daughter, so on and so forth? Or do we say Yeshlem Hafsek? Only the ones mentioned in this Brisa are Usr, but no generations after that. So the Gemara attempts one answer. Tashma, yesterday we had said to Amar Rav. Rav commented on yesterday's Brisa of Shniyah is Dalad Nashim Yeshlem Hafsek. There's four women that Yeshlem Hafsek, Vasulai, and there's no more women. So it seems to be that our Brisa, we do not have any women over here that we would say Yeshlem Hafsek. The Gemara says, no, Delmakiko Amar Rav, Lahimasisa. Maybe when Rav said that there's only four women that Yeshlem Hafsek, he was referring to that Brisa from yesterday. But this Brisa over here today, perhaps there's more women that Yeshlam have sex.
Shabbat. So the Gemara says Tashma, another attempted raya from this brisa itself. Shlishi Revi, we had used this lashon of the third generation, the fourth generation. They're considered Shniyas. What do we learn from here? Shlishi Revi in Tfei that only the third and fourth generations that we mentioned now, brisa, only they are Shniyas. But any more than that, they're not considered Shniyas. So Gemara says that's not a raya. Maybe our brisa is simply saying from the third generation and on, from the fourth generation and on, it's considered Shniyas. But Yeshlahem Hefsek, meaning Elahem Hefsek, the Isra continues even past the third and fourth generations. So we don't have a raya whether Yesh or Elam have second hour brisa. And the Gemara continues, Amalei Ravler of Nachman, Rav Asr of Nachman, Chazimar Haimir Abanon the Asr Marava. Did you see another Abanon that came from Eretz Yisrael for Amar and said, Bo Marava? They asked in Eretz Yisrael, Gazur Shnias Begerim, I like Gazur Shnias Begerim. Were they Gazur the Isr of Shnias when we're dealing with a Ger or not? We know that even Gaim have an Isr to marry an Erva, as it's one of the Shavim Mitzvahs Bnei Noach. And the question is, is that extended to Shnias also? For example, if a Ger is married to his grandmother, which is a Shnias Larayas, would we break it off or not? So Amalei of Nachman responds, Rava. Hashta, Uma erva gufa, even if they're dealing with an erva herself. For example, a ger being allowed to marry his own sister. If not for the fact that we don't want them to say, that he's coming from something more kaddish, something less kaddish, the Rabbana would not be geyser in that case. Do we have to even ask in the case of Shneas? Of course they wouldn't be geyser. Now, where Avnachman was just telling Rava, is, as we said, non Jews are not allowed to marry an erva, but technically, a ger can marry his own mother or his own sister because he has no halachic relation to her. The only reason it's usher is that Yiddishkeit isn't scorned. People might come to say, when this fellow was a non-Jew, he wasn't allowed to marry his mother, and now that he's Jewish, he's allowed to? It must be that Yiddishkeit isn't all that special. And that's what Rav Nachman meant by saying, that this fellow is coming from a more holy place to a less holy place. He was more holy when he was not Jewish because he wasn't allowed to marry his mother or sister, and now he's less holy when he's Jewish, he's allowed to marry his mother or sister. And that's why we're saying that there's a gzera. But that's the only reason why a ger is not allowed to marry his mother or sister. But Shnia, his secondary arayas, are not usher for a ger. And Amar Nachman of Nachman continued saying, Gerim, Hail Basul Yadon, since the whole topic of Gerim have come to us, Nehemiah Milsa, let's say something about Gerim. Ach and Minoim, we have brothers from the same mother. These are two non Jewish brothers, they both undergo Gerus, and they share the same mother. Loya Idu, they're not allowed to Lechatchilo give Edus and Bezdin, Vimhe Idu, Edus and Edus. But if they did give Edus, it's a valid Edus. Lechatchilo, the reason why they're not allowed to give Edus is because we view two non Jewish brothers from the same mother as if they are related, and therefore, even though they underwent Gerus, and we always say that Gershon is Gar Dummy, and they're not considered related halachically, since when they were non-Jews, they were considered to be sons of their mother. They were considered to be brothers. Lechatchila, when they're Jewish, they're not allowed to give edos. But Bediavid, if they gave edos, we'll accept it from them. But Achen Mino Av, brothers from the same father, two non-Jewish brothers that share the same father, that underwent Geirus, even Lechatchila, even Lechatchila, they're allowed to give edos because two brothers that share the same father, we don't consider them brothers even in the non-Jewish world. Now, Meir Amar, he says, Afilu Achen even brothers from the same mother, Namim Idin Lechatchila, they are allowed to give edos Lechatchila. Now we ask, so Mashlame Arias, why is it different than Arias? Why is it that a brother is not allowed to marry his sister when he undergoes Gerus, but he is allowed to give Edus with his brother when he undergoes Gerus? The answer is, Erva the possibility of Arias is given over to everyone. Everyone gets married, so if we allow this Ger to marry his sister, even though maybe according to the strict halacha it's permitted, people might end up saying that other Arias are permitted. But Edus, whether or not we're going to accept Edim, Lebezdin Masura, that's given over only to Bezdin. And when a Ger undergoes Gerus, he's considered like a child who's born, he's not halachically considered related to any of his siblings. And since Bezdin and only Bezdin is going to be the one making the decision who's accepted as Adim, they are allowed to accept these two brothers who are Gerim as Adim. Another Mishnah tells us, someone who has a brother, any sort of brother. We're going to explain what type of brother that is. This brother, even though he's an Achim, he still creates a Zika to his brother's wife, Libam. If his brother dies without kids, this brother has a Zika to the woman. And also, he's considered his brother for everything. 
except for a person who has a brother from a shifcha, from a non-Jewish maidservant, or from a non-Jewish woman, then they're not considered brothers. A similar case, Mishalishle ben Mikamakim, someone who has any sort of son, and again, we're going to explain what that means, Paiter Eshes of Minayibum, this son paters his father's wife from Yibum. Let's say his father had this son, and then his father got married to another woman, and he died without children with that woman. That woman is not Chayv in Yibum because her husband had a son, Mikamakim. And also, Chayv al Makasav al Kilalasai, this son is Chayv if he strikes his father or he curses his father. Ubenayil Chaldover, he's considered his son for all intents and purposes. Except if a person has a son with a non-Jewish maidservant or from a non-Jew, then that son is not considered his son. The Gemara now addresses the first case of the Mishnah, when we say that he's his brother, what does that mean, he's his brother, this is including a mamzer, a person has a brother who's a mamzer, it's still considered his brother. For example, Yaakov had his son, Ruvain, and then Yaakov was Baal, one of the Arias, and he had another son, Shimon. Shimon is a mamzer, but Ruvain and Shimon are still considered brothers. The Gemara asks, Pshita, isn't that obvious? Achifu, he's his brother. Why should he not be considered his brother just because he's a mamzer? The Gemara answers, you might have thought, that we shall learn what's considered brotherhood from the sons of Yaakov. Just like the sons of Yaakov, all the Shvatim, they were kosher and not apostle, Afkan Ksherim Sulim. So to over here, when we're dealing with Yibum and brotherhood, it should only be a kosher brother, not apostle brother. Kamash Malan, the Chedesh is that even though he's apostle, we still consider him a brother when it comes to Yibum. Asking more of Ema Hachinami, perhaps that's so, meaning perhaps we're not going to consider him a brother because he's apostle. The Gemara answer is, since when it comes to Yibum, he's going to potter his father's wife from Yibum. As we saw in the second case of the Mishnah, this child will create a p'tur for his father's wife. She will not have to undergo Yibum. Even though this child is illegitimate, he's a mamzer. This illegitimate brother who's a mamzer is also going to have Zika to the Yavama. Mishnah continued and said, This brother who's a mamzer, he's considered his full flesh brother for everything. In regards to what? He yarshins his brother and he's able to be metamit him. We know that a Kayan is not allowed to be metamit to anyone except one of his immediate relatives, a brother included in that. Which means that our Mishnah is teaching us that a Kayan is allowed to be metamit to his brother even though his brother is a mamzer. The Gemara asks, Pshita, is that obvious? He is his brother. Gemara answers, I would have thought since it says in the Pasuk, Hakar of Elov, a kind's only allowed to be metame to his She'er, his relative who's close to him. Vamar Mar Mar stated Zu Ishtai, She'er is referring to his wife. Uksiv, but we have another Pasuk that says, And what do we learn from here? There's a certain husband who's a kind who is allowed to be metame to his wife, and a certain husband who's a kind who's not allowed to be to his wife if she passes away. Hug hates on what's that case? A kind is only allowed to be metame to his wife if she was kosher, but if he married this woman, and she was puzzled him. For example, she was a grusha. He's not allowed to be her. So I might say as well with the brother that a kain is only allowed to be to his brother who's kosher, but not to his brother who's puzzled, not to his brother who's a mamzer. Kamashmal the chiddush is he is allowed to be to his brother who's a mamzer. The Gemara asks Perhaps that's so, meaning perhaps he's not allowed to be to his brother who's a mamzer. Hasam over there when we're talking about a kain being married to a woman he's allowed to be married to lafuke kaima. She always has to be sent out of the marriage. Every moment they're married is beiser and he always has to be sending her out. And therefore, when she dies, he's not to be metamit her. But hacha achifu, over here, when we're dealing with a brother who's a mamzer, at the end of the day, he is his brother, and there's nothing he could do about it. Therefore, he is able to metamit him. But we said, if a person has a brother, and that brother's mother is either a shifcha or a non-Jew, then that is not considered his brother. Ask the Gemara, my time, why is that? Because the Pasuk says, the woman and her children, she's going to be to the master. This is referring to the case of an Evid Ivri, a Jewish slave. His master is allowed to give him a non-Jewish woman, but after this Jewish slave goes free, after six years or after Yevil, this non-Jewish maidservant that he was living with, that he had kids with, goes back to her master, she does not come with him, and we learn from there that her kids are like her. The same way she's not Jewish, her kids are also
also not Jewish. Therefore, if a person has a brother, but that brother's mother is a shifch or a non-Jew, that's not considered like their brothers. And we continue explaining the Mishnah, which had said, ben as If a person has a ben mikalmakim, some sort of son. What does that mean, some sort of son? Amar Vyudi says, this including a mamzer. As we had said, let's say Yaakov had a child, Ruvain, who was a mamzer, and then Yaakov got married to a kosher fine Jewish woman, and then Yaakov died without children. He didn't have children with his woman. Since before he got married to this woman, he had a mamzer, that mamzer is going to potter that wife of his from Yibam. And by time, why is that? Because the Pasuk by Yibam says, Uben ain loy. If a man dies and he doesn't have a son. Now, the fact that it says, Ain loy. Aleph Yud Nun, he doesn't have a son. The word Ain over here is spelled with a Yud, and it doesn't have to be spelled with a Yud. So the extra Yud teaches us, Ayin Olav, we should be Ma'ayin. We should look into the father to see if he has any kids. And even if he has an illegitimate child, he has a Mamzer, that's going to potter his wife from Yibam. And the Mishnah said, V'chayv al-Makasai, if this Mamzer son strikes his father or he curses him, so he's going to be Chayv for that. Ask the Gemara, Amai, why should he be Chayv for striking his father or cursing him? Kari Khan, we should read the Pasuk over here that says, Nasi ba'am sa'ar, you're not allowed to curse a Nasi in your nation. But that teaches us only if he's doing what you're supposed to be doing. But this man had a mamzer. That's not considered being amcha. So the Gemara answers, It's like Rav Pinchas said in the name of Papa in Mesechus Chagiga, We're talking about a person who did tshuva. We're talking about a person who did tshuva. Since he did tshuva, his son is not allowed to strike him or hit him. Ask the Gemara, Vahibar tshuva who? This person who had a mamzer is able to do tshuva. But now we have a Mishnah. Shemim Bemenasi, Aymer Shemim Benasi says, What's something which is crooked that cannot be straightened out? Man, a mamzer. This is a person who is bail and ervin had a mamzer. There's no taking it back. There's no doing tshuva once a mamzer is born. The Gemara says, no, hashtam ya amchahu. Right now, he's living with a good, kosher, fine Jewish woman. That's considered being oisemaise amcha. Even though in the past he had a mamzer, right now he's living like a good Jew. So his son, who's the mamzer, has an iser to strike or curse his father. And now continue to talk about Arias Tan Rabban. We have a brisa. Habala chaysevihibas eshes aviv. A person who's bail his sister. And how is she his sister? She's the daughter of the wife of his father, meaning she's his paternal sister. They share the same father, not the same mother. And he was by all the sister of his. He's chayv two things. First of all, he was by all his sister. Second of all, she's the daughter of the wife of his father. He says, He's only chayv for one thing, for being by all his sister. There isn't an added on iser of the daughter of the wife of his father. The Gemara analyzes, What's the reason that there's two lavim over here? Amri, they say, Let's see. Because if it says in one pasuk in the Torah, there's an iser to reveal the erva of your sister, who is the daughter of your father or the daughter of your mother, meaning either a maternal or a paternal sister. But then we have another pasuk that says, Ervas bas lamali. What do we need that second pasuk for? That second pasuk is also talking about the iser of sister. So we say, If a person's with his sister, so there's two isurim. There's one of a chaisai and there's one of bas eshes aviv, which is what the second pasuk is. Now, Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda, he would answer that by saying, Amar Kro, the pasuk says, she is your sister. We're only going to be him because of his sister, but not because Bas Eshes Aviv. What do the Rabbana do with his Pasuk of Achaischahi? That's me, who they need it for the following. That tells that there's an Isser for a person to be with his sister, who's not only a paternal sister, but also a maternal sister, meaning they share the same father and mother. And why is it that we need a special Pasuk for that? To tell us that we're not allowed to create a love based off of a Kalvachimer. The first Pasuk told us that he has an Isser to be 
be with his paternal sister or with his maternal sister. We can technically build a lot from there that if it's his both paternal and maternal sister, of course he's also to be with her. The Chama are telling us that this Pasuk of Achashchahi is teaching us that you're not allowed to build a lav off of a Kavachimer. If Rabbi Yisri Rabbi Huda, he would tell us, Im Kain, if that's so, Lichter Rechmana Achashcha, the Pasuk should just say Achashcha. He, Lamali, what do we have to say? He, she is your sister. Why this extra word he? It must be to tell us, Misham Achashcha to Machaivai, that we're only going to him for being with his sister, but Viata Machaivim Mishum Bas Eshes Aviv, we're not going to him another lav of Bas Eshes Aviv. Now, if Rabbanan, they would respond to that, even though it does say Achashcha, Israel Mechtev He, we still have to have that word he, it's not extra. And why is it that according to the Rabbanon we have to have that word he? Shaloi timers that we shouldn't say that Baal Mamazir Minadin. Really, in a regular case, we will build a lav based off of a Kalachimer. And Rechitim, if you're going to say, so why does the Pasik have to emphasize a Chaischa? I might suggest that the reason why the Pasik says the word a Chaischa is Milsa the Asib Kalachimer, even though we could learn it from a Kalachimer, the Pasik still writes it. Therefore, he, that's why the Torah writes he to say, you're not allowed to build a lav off of a Kalachimer. Now, Rabbi Yisra Behuda, he would answer, Imkin, if that's really so, that the word of a Chaischa is teaching us that he's not allowed to be with his sister, even though they share the same father and mother. So, this word he should be in the other pasuk. It should be in the first pasuk that talks about the isser of being with either a paternal sister or a maternal sister. So, the word should be in that pasuk to tell us, even if it's a sister from both the father and mother, there's also an isser. From the fact that it's in the second pasuk, it must be that it's extra to teach us that there's only an isser of a but there's no isser of bas eshes aviv. So, that's stage one of analyzing their shitas. The Gemara continues on to stage two. What does Rabbi Yisra Rabbi Huda do with the Pasuk of Bas Eishas Avicha? He doesn't hold that it's being used for an extra Isser, so what does he do with it? The Gemara answers me, he uses it for the following, a person only has an Isser to his maternal sister if his father had Ishus with that girl's mother. But that excludes a sister who was born from a Shifcha or a non-Jew, your father doesn't have any Ishus with that woman, so therefore, you don't have any Isser with that sister. As the Gemara of Anusa, maybe it's coming to exclude a sister from an Anusa. Over here, Anusa does not necessarily mean that he was ma'anis her, violated her. It just means a sister that was born from a woman out of wedlock. He wasn't married to this woman. Perhaps that's what we're coming to exclude, that there's no isser for him to be with his sister who was born out of wedlock. The Gemara says, Ahila Mosis Amrit. That we can't say. Because what Rava says, Rava Rami, Rava Asistirim Sukim. Ksiv one Pazik says, Ervas Bas Bin Choy Bas Bit Choy Sigale. A person not to reveal the erva of the daughter of your son or the daughter of your daughter. But what can we infer from there? Habas Bin Adido, Bas Bitadida Shari. A person would be allowed to reveal the erva of his step granddaughter. And that would be okay. Okay, but then another pasuk says, "Ervas isha ubita loisegale." A person is not allowed to reveal the erva of a woman and her daughter as bas binav as bas bita. So we see from the second pasuk that a stepdaughter, step granddaughter would be usher. Hakatesad, how do we answer the seeming steering between psukim? Kan ba'insin, kan benesuin. One's talking about a woman who's an anusa, meaning she's out of wedlock. He didn't marry her. One's talking about a woman who he married. So we learn from here that bita manusasa, his daughter born out of wedlock, is considered to be his daughter, and therefore she's also his son's sister, who would be usher to live with his daughter. It must be that the Pasuk of Bas Eishas Avicha is excluding a daughter from a Shifcha or non-Jew and not Bitoimanu Sasai. But the Gemara Chav Gimel Amad Alfa continues with another suggestion. Perhaps we're coming to exclude a daughter from Chavei Lavin, meaning this sister of his was born from a union between his father and a woman whom his father was not allowed to marry, for example, Ilamam Zeres. Perhaps he is allowed to be with this sister of his in such a case. So Rav Papa, Papa says, Chavei Lavin, Tafsibu Kedushin. Even though a person is not allowed to marry someone who's a Chavei Lavin, him, Kedushin still is Taifes. Because the Pasuk says, Kisienel if a person has two wives, one of them is loved, one of them is hated. And this Pasuk is telling the husband that even though one of his wives is Sunua, he's now to withhold the Yerusha from her children. And we ask, Is there such a thing as hate and love in front of Hashem? Just because he hates his wife, that doesn't mean Hashem hates his wife. In Hashem's eyes, both of these women are equal. So of course, he would have to 
to give both of them the Yerusha. Why does the Pasuk have to tell us that if you hate your wife, you still have to give her kids the Yerusha? It's obvious. So it must be, When we say that she's loved, that means that her marriage is loved by Hashem, or that means that her marriage is hated by Hashem. Dehainu, he married someone whom he was not allowed to marry. Even in that case, Amr Rahman of the Torah says, they're still considered Havaya, it's still considered like they're married. Even though he wasn't allowed to marry her because she was a Chavei Lav, and that's considered Snua to Hashem, Hashem doesn't want him to marry her, nonetheless, he would still have to give Yerusha to the children. So, of course, that child is considered his own child, and a brother from a different mother would not be allowed to marry his sister from this union. The Gemara continues suggesting, Maybe we're excluding a daughter who's born from an Isser Kares. Perhaps a man is allowed to be with his sister if she was born from a union of Isser Kares. So, Amaravi says, No. Amar Kral the Pasik tells us, what do we learn from here? Whether we're going to tell his father that you're allowed to keep this woman, or we tell him you have to get rid of this woman, this is still considered his wife, and the Torah says, she's considered your sister, meaning even though she's born of a union of Chayvei Krisos, she's still considered your sister and you're not allowed to be with her. The Gemara suggests maybe this inclusive lima should be applied to something else. Maybe we should say, whether we're going to tell his father to get rid of this woman, or we're going to tell his father he's allowed to keep this woman, but Amr Rahman of the Torah says, she is considered your sister. Perhaps Limut should be used in this way. It's including a sister born from a shifcha or from a non-Jewish woman, and therefore he would have an Isser to be with his sister who is born from a shifcha or non-Jewish woman. Perhaps that's where the Limut should be applied. The says, no, Amr Kra, the Pasuk says, she's the daughter of the wife of your father. That's only if your father has Ishus with his woman. That's excluding a sister who is born from a shifcha or non-Jewish woman. The father doesn't have Ishus with that woman. So Gemara once again asks, Uma Rais, why is it seeming to you to go one way over the other way? We have two different psukim. One Pasuk is including a certain sister for Isser. One Pasuk is excluding a sister that she's not Usser. Why are we saying that the sister who's Usser to him is one who's born from a union of Chayve Krisos, but the sister that's permitted to him is born from a mother who's a Shifcha or a non-Jew? Perhaps it should go the other way around. The Gemara says, Mestab, it's logical that Chayve Krisos have late the rabbis. We're going to include this sister who's born from a union of Chayve Krisos that she's Usser to him. Why is that? She can't have behind Kiddushan Alma because this woman who's part of this union of Chayve Krisos, she is able to accept Kiddushan from someone else. Let's say a man married his mother and he had a child from that union. So even though his mother is an Isser Kares to him, his mother could still accept Kiddushan from someone else. So since this woman who's involved in this relationship of Krisos could accept Kiddushan from someone else, it makes sense to include that that daughter is ushered to her brother when they share the same father. But we shouldn't include the daughter of a Shifcha or of a non-Jew because they can't even accept Kiddushan. The Gemara suggests Adra, perhaps the opposite is true. Shifcha Evetz Kachavim Havle the Rabbis. We should include the daughter of a Shifcha or a non-Jew, the Megaira, because if this woman undergoes Geirus, or if she's a Shifcha and she gets freed, she can even accept Kiddushin from this man himself who she's currently married to. Sigmar says, you're right. Once she undergoes Geirus or she gets freed, she is able to accept Kiddushin from this man himself. However, once she becomes a Geirus, she's considered someone completely different, and therefore it's a whole different discussion. We're going to stop here for the day right in the middle of Sugya, but the bottom line is Rabbi Yisri Rabbi Yehuda uses this Pasuk of Bas Eshazavicha to teach us that a person only has an Isser of being with his sister if his father had real Ishos with his sister's mother. However, if his sister's mother was a Shifcha or a non-Jew and there's no real Ishos over there, so then he does not have an Isser of being with that sister. We're going to continue with explaining the Rabbanon's Shita tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.